It's Dr. Audrey Tang here with another season of Retrain Your Brain. It's that podcast that helps you buffer low-level stress. It helps you return to a state of calm. It helps you find more joy in your life so you don't use up so much of your available energy on things that you cannot control. It's not the big choices in life that have the greatest impact, but the little things you choose to do every single day. So start making some choices with me now. Are you skin hungry? Because today I'd like to talk about the benefits of touch and how we can incorporate them. Now, I love the term skin hunger. It's so evocative. So I wanted to spend a moment talking about that. And it was in an article about Juan Mann, who was one of the first pioneers of the free hugs movement, that Dr. Corey Floyd used the term skin hunger to describe the feeling of touch deprivation and the human need for physical contact. And Dr. Floyd found that this need correlated with lower levels of happiness if it wasn't being met and higher reports of depression and stress. And also it seemed to link with lower social support. So this also makes sense because if we are not able to hug people, it probably means the people we want to hug, our social support network, isn't necessarily there. But what this research did is it reflected the more casual relationship between touch and cognitive development, which was found through research conducted in the early 1900s. Now, in this research, it was noted that babies in orphanages who received less touch became sicker and sometimes never recovered. Now, it's notable to mention the word correlation because certainly... It might be that the reports of anxiety or depression are related to the lack of social contact, which results through less physical contact with humans. But it could also be that the person who has less physical contact may be choosing that because they're feeling anxious or depressed. The word correlation is only a relationship. So when I'm talking about skin hunger and it relating to happiness, it's a relationship, it's not a clear cause. With that said, in 2014, a study conducted at Carnegie Mellon University found that hugs had an effect of boosting the immune system because they stimulated the production of endorphins and oxytocin. And certainly many more studies have repeated this finding because of the benefits of mood that the production of oxytocin and endorphins can bring. Physical touch seems to help us feel good. The funny thing is, Aristotle considered touch to be the lowliest of all the senses because it required proximity and it didn't have the power to travel across time and space because words and images can carry even without us being in the same room. And yet, touch is one of the first instincts we use to explore the world and connect with it. But saying that, if we jump back to research in 1928, psychologist John Watson suggested that touch was not to be encouraged between parent and child. How things have changed. Touch tends to create trust. Touch is one of the fastest ways of calming someone and even compared with saying all the right things. Studies have shown that waiting staff who give diners a light pat on the shoulder receive higher tips, but 
that's something I wouldn't necessarily say go ahead with because not everybody does necessarily want touch. And we do now have different feelings when it comes to touch from strangers. But touch also soothes pregnant women. They feel a lot better with massages. Alzheimer's patients benefit from touch therapy, such as massage. And touch is used in stories such as the kiss of a prince, as dated a trope as this may be. You've got the metaphor of the healing touch of hands or tears and the electricity when lovers touch for the first time. And the inability to express touch can be one of the most moving moments that we can actually connect with. So, for example, the doomed romance in Brief Encounter, the couple in that they can't even end their affair with an embrace because their last meeting has been disturbed. And instead, Laura just simply gets her shoulder squeezed by Alec before he leaves. And to me, that's one of the most heartbreaking moments. And then let's look at Pocahontas. Would that have been so meaningful if this young princess hadn't placed her head upon that of John Smith in order to protect him? And... This means a lot to me because I direct theatre and in doing so, I have to construct emotion. And I look at some of these tropes and these ideas because these are ways that other humans can connect with the human stories that are going on on stage. Touch is indeed a universal language, but it is worth knowing that different cultures do speak it in different ways, which is bringing me back to my point about how you need to be a bit wary when it comes to touching other people. In the UK, we certainly tend to be a little bit more reserved compared to our European neighbours. And it is notable that touch and hugging may be a reflection or a benefit of socialisation, but it's not necessarily the touch alone that makes us feel so great, but actually being in that particular situation and enjoying those things together. There are professional cuddlers in Japan, and it's not just free hugs. There are actual shops and technology, which includes a hugging vest and a hugging chair. And it's been shown that seeing a hug can have similar oxytocin effects and positive benefits. But it is really important to recognise that if some people are huggers and other people are not, or some people are touchers and other people are not, then it may not produce quite the same amount of benefits if you're touched by somebody and you really don't enjoy touching. So if you are skin hungry, if you are a toucher, if you are a hugger, here are some ways to include more touch in your life. Actively seek to hold hands with a loved one. Engage in physical intimacy with a loved one, appropriately of course. Hug other people. Be aware when you do touch someone, you're conveying a message. Research shows even blindfolded, we know the type of touch we're receiving, such as comfort or excitement or fear. So know how you're trying to make someone else feel when you're touching them. But as I said, not everyone desires tactile contact. And for some, not only can the sensation of touch be off-putting, but the temperature of bodily contact can be off-putting too. So in those cases, if you're not able to touch other people, try some of the following. Stroke a pet, visit a petting zoo, stroke other people's dogs, asking them first. Book a massage, enjoy a warm shower and use creams or oils on your skin. 
hold something with a texture you enjoy. For example, I like furry key rings. Practice mindfulness with a focus on touch. When you're standing outside, focus on the sensation of the elements on your skin. And wear clothes that feel nice on your body. And these are the many ways we can benefit from that sensation of touch without always having to touch anybody else. And that's all we have time for today. But to catch up with more of my tools and tips, do follow me on my YouTube channel, which is Dr. Audrey Tang, Tools to Thrive. Check out my website, www.draudreyt.com or join me in the Wellbeing Lounge on NLive Radio, Tuesday nights at 9pm.